0: is Weekly Dose of Wellness, brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. Here's Deborah Howell. Welcome to the show. I'm Deborah Howell, and today we'll be talking about primary ciliary dyskinesia, or PCD, a rare genetic condition that can lead to chronic lung, ear, and sinus infections, along with other disorders in children and adults. We'll learn about what PCD is and how it's treated. Our guest is Dr. Busu Ovunk, a pediatric pulmonologist at Children's Pulmonary Institute, Memorial Care Miller Children's and Women's Hospital, Long Beach. Welcome, Dr. Ovunk.
1: Hello, good morning. Thank you for having me.
0: So wonderful to have you on. What exactly is PCD?
1: That is a really good question because that's the whole purpose of what we do to increase the awareness of PCD. Because just like you asked, most people have not heard about this disease. However, approximately 10,000 to 30,000 people in United States are living with this disease without acknowledging that they even have it so PCD is a rare disease it affects tiny hair like structures which are called cilia that line our airways when we say airways it starts all the way from the beginning of our nose goes all the way to our lungs covering our entire airway system as i mentioned it's a very common disease but because it is So hard to acknowledge, very hard to diagnose, and we are just learning about the genetic basis of this disease and recently coming up with the guidelines how to manage and treat this disease. We really are trying to teach our physician population as well as patient population that this disease exists so that we can help our patients living with these chronic problems for years without acknowledging what the root cause is. And unfortunately, they were misdiagnosed with allergic rhinitis or sinus disease or immune problem or anatomical abnormalities of upper airways from their whole life. But they still struggled to improve because the root cause of this disease was not known in those patients. And even though the other interventions can help them temporarily because it's not really the root cause of the disease, they are not completely improving, getting better.
0: I understand. Now, although it's rare, what are the signs and symptoms of PCD?
1: So as I mentioned, it is hard to recognize and often misdiagnosed because it presents just like asthma or allergies or bronchitis. So people will often have features of ear infections, sinus infections, lungs infections because this is where the cilia are abundant. Therefore, if there is a dyskinesia, which means an abnormality of the movement of these cilia structures, then these organs get a lot of infections.
0: Doctor, is it like the cilia are just laying down instead of being up and you know, moving around like they normally do?
1: So these cilia are the propellants of any allergic or irritant structures in our airways and they move a front-to-back motion, so that when we inhale smoke or an irritant substance in our airways, they help us get rid of it. When they cannot move in that appropriate moment, front-to-back, and sometimes they just do like a swirling motion instead, then the particles are really not being able to be cleared from the airway. So. You still have the cilia moving sometimes, but if the movement is not effective, then it leads to airways in these organs. But sometimes, with some genetic mutations of PCD, you don't have the cilia to start with, or you have decreased the amount of cilia. So even the ones that you have are moving appropriately, you don't have enough of them to lead to an effective airway clearance.
0: Thank you for that answer. You really cleared that up. What should a parent do if they think their child may be at risk for having PCD?
1: Again, it's not an easily diagnosed disease, and even the physicians don't have much knowledge about this, because PCD was only discovered about 30 years ago. Cilia are so small structures that after the invention of transmission electron microscopy, which sees really small structures, that we were able to figure out that this disease is actually because of this ineffective moment of the cilia. Previously, people knew this disease as Cartagoner disease. So most of the physicians will be most familiar with that name, probably. Cartagonal disease means if somebody has frequent sinus infections, they have bronchiectasis, which is a finding on their x-ray, which shows that they had recurrent pneumonias, which led to lung damage, as well as a heart laterality disorder, which means that their heart is not on the left side, but on the right side of their chest. Then these three features, if they appear together was called cartaginous disease. And a lot of physicians are actually more familiar with that. Although it does not address the cilia or the genetic basis of the disease, at least, for example, ear nostril doctors are frequently seeing these patients because most of their presentation are ear and sinuses. If they see the patient has bronchiectasis or having recurrent pneumonias or their heart placement is on the other side of their body, they will bring it as a possible diagnosis. The same with pulmonologists when we see those patients when on the chest x-ray, we see their heart is placed on the other side of their body and they have these features. We also have awareness of that. The heart doctors are also aware of Cartagoner disease. But there are so many other features of PCD that affects many other multiple organs that not all the other subspecialty physicians may not even hurt or will not think about this when they run into these patients in their clinic.
0: What are some of the health risks associated with PCD?
1: So as you can imagine, if somebody gets frequent ear infection, It will eventually lead to otosclerosis, which means we have tiny bony structures in our middle ear, which enables us to hear. And because of recurrent infections, those little bones get sclerosed, so they stop moving, and which leads to hearing impairments. Also, every time you get an ear infection, there is always a possibility that it can extend to the inner ear which can also affect the hearing. So hearing loss is one of the really detrimental consequences, really feared consequences of this disease. For the sinus infection, again, you are always congested. You always have a runny nose. You get headaches. So it does not maybe make your life shorter than expected, but it really decreases your life quality. And of course, to feel any relief, you have to go through multiple sinus surgeries. And even after the sinus surgery, you feel some intermittent relief maybe, but then your symptoms will return. And in the lungs, the most feared consequence of this disease is unfortunately bronchiectasis. The meaning of bronchiectasis is we have our airways in our lungs and also the part of the lungs, the meat of the lungs which actually does the air exchange. So the part that does the air exchange is what is really the working part of the lung, whereas the airways are supposed to be small and only to pass the air from outside or the exchanged air from our lungs to outside. If airways get inflamed and infected multiple times, then the airways get eroded, they get enlarged and they start to get enlarged in a way that they take away the space of the oxygen exchanging part of the lung. Plus, if the airways are not clean and crisp and without any bumps, then the air goes in and out much more easier. And so with bronchiectasis, the airways have kinks in them, which leads to pooling of the airway secretions in there. And If you can think of a river that's flowing, which will not get any dirt, if the mucus pools in those kinks, then the bacteria, viruses, or these outside irritants will unfortunately pool in these mucus pools and will lead to recurrent infections, making the bronchiectasis even worse. And that is actually the life-shortening manifestation of PCD.
0: Now I understand there are only a few hospitals in the West that offer a treatment for this. What makes your PCD clinic unique?
1: Just like you said, there are only a few approved and accredited PCD centers, we like to call them, in the entire United States. Uh, Very good information of all these centers can be found at the PCD Foundation website. All the patients can see a map of all the PCD foundation approved and accredited centers on a map uh, on the foundation website. As you mentioned, there are already very few centers in the United States. Unfortunately, the centers that are existing are more concentrated on the East Coast. On the West Coast, there are only three centers, and we are the third one the second in California, and the only one in the Southern California region. And the importance of a PCD center is, as I mentioned, PCD has many features. Therefore, not spent physician is enough to diagnose, manage, or treat this disease. So an ear, nose, throat doctor and a pulmonologist at least needs to work very closely, first to diagnose the disease, as well as how to manage the disease. Plus, as I mentioned, the PCD affects other organs, such as the heart, so you also need a physician who understands the manifestations of PCD in the heart. We did not put much emphasis, but as I mentioned, those cilia-like structures are also elsewhere in our body. So other manifestations that we can see with PCD would be people can have increased brain fluid level, which can lead to neurological problems, hydrocephalus, or headaches. People can have all sorts of cysts in their internal organs, including their liver, their kidney, their pancreas. Also, cilia are the... Same part of the sperm that actually provides its movement. Therefore, PCD can manifest as infertility in the older children-bearing population, as well as women can have decreased fertility because the cilia are the same structures again that provides the egg to move from the ovaries to the uterus. So. As you can see, there are multiple different signs and symptoms of PCD. Therefore, in the absence of a center, it's hard to find a complete team of physicians who knows what these are, how to put them together to make the diagnosis in the first place. The second thing is there are certain diagnostic tests that are needed to diagnose PCD. And these are really special tests again, which is hard to find in any pulmonary or ENT clinic. Only these PCD foundation approved and accredited sites will have all the diagnostic tools to diagnose primary ciliary dyskinesia. And again, the diagnosis is the biggest part of the problem. This is why this disease is known to be very common, although the actual number of people recorded to live in the United States is very low. So this is why the access of this diagnostic tool for the patient is very important to diagnose PCD and then hopefully uh, treat PCD.
0: Okay. Now, if you receive a PCD diagnosis, what are some of the things parents can do to support their child with PCD?
1: First of all, PCD leads to recurrent infections of the ears, sinuses, lungs. So the first and foremost thing that they can do is follow regular hygiene, hand washing if somebody is sick. Don't let them around their children. But of course, we don't want these kids to live in bubbles. These are people with normal immunity. So they do not have an immune problem. It's because their airways are having difficulty getting rid of these irritant particles that they're more prone to having an infection. Therefore, the most important thing after the hygiene is to get them vaccinated because vaccinations are the preventable causes of infection. Therefore, it will significantly decrease the amount of infections that our patients get if they are fully vaccinated, and if they do get the infection, then they will have much less symptoms, leading to better outcomes, less antibiotic use, less amount of hospitalization, and it will decrease the irreversible endpoints for PCD.
0: Now, why is it so important for regional children's hospitals like Memorial Care Miller Children's and Women's to have these highly specialized pediatric services?
1: We are the only second center in California and the only one in the Southern California region. Miller Children's Hospital is a smaller hospital, but it is special in a way because we have all subspecialty services for pediatrics. This is very important because the children are being treated of the most experienced and most educated people in their specific fields. Therefore, although these diseases are rare, and general pulmonologist, pediatrician, ear nostril doctor may have never seen a patient, we have seen hundreds of these patients before. So it's easier for us to call them in the first place than we are experienced in how to diagnose them and how to treat them. So it will improve the patient outcomes significantly if they are followed at an experienced center like us.
0: Absolutely. Dr. Ovank, where can people go to learn more about PCD?
1: PCD Foundation website is a really good place to start with, both for the patients and the providers. It has different tabs that explain the disease in more everyday terms for our patients as well as there's more complex and reference-based literature that is placed on the PCD Foundation website. Also, American Touristic Society, which is our biggest meeting group for the pulmonologists and critical care physicians in the United States, they have patient information sheets that are available on their website as well. And they can, of course, visit our center's website and get more information from there as well.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Ovank, for your time and your expertise today. We learned a lot. Very enlightening. Thanks so much for being with us.
1: Thank you so much for your time, and I hope everyone to stay healthy
0: For more information or to listen to a podcast of this show, please visit memorialcare.org. That's memorialcare.org slash pulmonary. That's all for this time. I'm Deborah Howell. Have yourself a terrific day.